Hi, everybody. This is Narinder Basin, and I have something to say, and I'm so incredibly grateful for you clicking on my link and giving what is on my heart a space to be heard. Today, I am feeling inspired to give fellow death workers who are seeking some inspiration a little bit of that. So if you're a death worker and you're like, hey, I could totally use a little cheering up or a little coach chat, this is for you. When I got into my own death midwifery back in 2016, I came out of the gate with full throttle enthusiasm about home funerals. And I thought that as soon as I got the word out in Atlanta that I knew about home funerals, that everyone was going to be banging my door down for a home funeral. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so busy with home funerals. And I thought I was going to be so busy that I actually gathered up other death workers in the Atlanta area. I ended up training one, um, finding another, gathering them up, and I created a business called Atlanta Death Midwifery. And it was crickets. <laughs> Nobody was calling me or Atlanta Death Midwifery for a home funeral. Nobody was really even calling Atlanta Death Midwifery. And I redid the whole thing, told the people that were in Atlanta death midwifery that it wasn't going to work out. And they were not surprised. And they said, Narendra, it's just you. You just, you just do your thing. And they were really supportive of it. And I um, just kind of went back to the drawing board with what in the heck this death midwifery was supposed to be. I realized really, really quickly and I'm so grateful I am a quick learner, I realized super quickly that me having an agenda for my death work was not going to work for my death work. That the best thing that I could do for my death midwifery was to switch off of the lane of dreaming, scheming, planning, trying all of the things in my brain to make it happen, to switch out of that lane and to merge over into the lane of absolute devotion and my forehead to the floor in front of the calling that brought me to this work that I feel so incredibly passionate about. Side note, my passion for death midwifery has not waned once. And I feel like other death workers listening to this can absolutely relate to that. I have found so much serendipity, prosperity, hard, rewarding work, opportunities to meet amazing people in the most vulnerable times of their lives, opportunities to help those people, opportunity to work at a green burial cemetery, opportunities to teach at universities, teach nursing students, 
opportunities to teach volunteers at hospice groups, hospice or um, opportunities to speak at universities for the the uh, medical students. So many opportunities for my death work have come to me because I have stayed in a devotional, clear resonance with my death work. This is how I train the Nine Keys apprentices to go about their death midwifery. Some of them will get it and some of them will learn in other ways. If we stay in a clear devotional resonance with the calling to the work, and that is what we are emitting, opportunities for healing, the death phobia, will come through us and touch many, many people. The opportunities will actually come to us. We won't have to build build this and that and go out and send out a resume and make all these contacts. We won't have to do that. If we stay clear as death workers and clear devotional resonance with the calling to our work, if we stay in that place, we will be so full of creative ideas for our death work and we will be an absolute magnet for opportunities for our death work. What I find a lot of death workers do is they go about their death work in this old paradigm way of trained, graduated, applied, and hired. And they do a training and they finish the training and then they, let's say we can say they apply to the general public by creating a website or doing an Instagram page. And then they very quickly find out they're not getting hired. And they start to get really discouraged that people are not coming to them for their death work. And I think that that is because that is that old world lane. And what death workers need to do is switch over to the lane of that clear devotional resonance with their calling. If we are in limiting beliefs or if we are in discouragement around our death work or if we are in comparison, comparing one death worker's work to another death worker's, if we are in those fear-based ego places with our death work, the creativity is not going to flow. And the resonance that it will call in the opportunities is not going to flow. If we are creating events, let's say you're creating a grief group event, and you've got this beautiful, soulful event that you have created, but you have surrounded this event with so much ego and fear about what the guests are going to think, if it's going to go okay, if you're charging too much, if you're guilty for charging $5 in the first place, if you're, you know, nobody's gonna come. If there's so much fear around this event, this let's say this event, this grief event, using it as an example, if there's so much fear around your place 
as the facilitator, as the conduit for this healing, if there's so much fear around that, it's actually going to block the flow of that grief event. So grief work, sorry, grief work. Well, yeah, no, grief workers, grief workers, death workers are healers. Death workers are healers. Death midwives, death doulas, grief companions, end-of-life companions are healers. And when a healer is staying in clear resonance, is staying in alignment with the spirit of their work, however that looks for you, like insert your own words there. You don't have to take my words. Put your own words in there. But, but when a death worker is in clear resonance with their death work, and they take all of those limiting ego beliefs, those fears, those comparisons that I'm not good enough, so people are going to think I'm weird for this stuff. When they get rid of all of those thoughts, the world that needs them comes to them. It's worth a try, right? It's worth a try. So I hope that there's something in that little 10-minute chat that I, coach chat that I just gave that you may find inspiring and helpful. I have so many ideas for where death workers need to be. I have all of these different classes and all of these different co-op ideas and all of these different places where death work needs to go. I can see it. I've been out there. I've been in every death and dying situation you can think of. I've been there. And I have seen so many places where death workers absolutely need to be. And I'm one person. I had to come to this realization, oh, hey, Narinder, you're not going to be the one that does this course and does this course and creates this company and creates this other company and then does this other thing. No, 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 no. Narinder, you're not going to do all of that. My calling said, Narinder, stop trying to do everything and start inspiring other death workers. Get them to understand how important they are how beautiful they are, how new paradigm they are, how they're creating new death care, how they're bringing so much healing to this society as the world is quite literally and figuratively on fire. As death workers are stepping up and creating so many spaces for new awareness around grief, Death workers, you are so freaking important. Your work touches everything. And the thing that may be slowing your work down is that dang ego. So I want to invite you to just consider switching lanes, getting out of the lane of I have to make something happen. I have to show up every day and do this X, Y, Z. I have to work and work and work and work and work at my death work. Get out of that lane 
merge over to the lane of, no, I don't have to do all of that. What I want to do is I want to stay in clear resonance with my calling. I want to stay in the lane of enthusiasm. I want to stay in the lane of I am proud to be called to this work. I want to stay in the lane of this work is absolutely needed and important. And I am so freaking honored that I got called to this work. Stay in that lane. Enjoy it. Death workers, we don't have to be morose all the time. We can actually have enthusiasm about our work. I've got so much of it. I wish I could give some of it away. The ideas don't stop coming to me. It's constant. And so I'm one person. I can't do all of those ideas, but I can definitely inspire other death workers to step up and allow themselves to be super creative with their death work. Creativity will not come through if we are in a over-analytical, fearful mind space. Creativity wants to flow through play, rest, wonder, and enchantment. So go take a walk in a cemetery. Make those daily walks in that cemetery a practice. Go to the park. Go commune with the trees. Go commune with your compost pile. That's where we find the inspiration for our death work. When we are in that clear resonance with it. And so many creative ideas will come through that place. Forget about having attachments in this work. Death is our teacher. Death is always giving us opportunities to learn how to let go. That's the gift that we get. So practice that in your own death work. Let your ideas die over and over and over again until you are in clear resonance with the calling and it will bring you the ideas that it wants you to have. And I promise you, it will bring you all of the people that need your death work. It will bring you so many opportunities. If you need one-on-one support with me as a death worker, I am so happy to be available for that. I have office hours Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and you can schedule time with me on my website. You can click on my Enchanted Life Guidance session. You can click on a death midwifery virtual session with me. It all goes to the same scheduler. It all goes to me. And you can find me there, schedule some time for us, and I'd be so happy to meet you there to you know, help you get into this clear resonance with your death work. So having said that, I'm going to take the last few minutes of my podcast and invite you, if you're in a safe place, if you're not driving your car or boiling some spaghetti on the stove, but if you're able to stop and sit down And just practice this meditation with me for just five minutes to clear your death work of those limiting beliefs just for a few moments. If you could just tune in like this every day 
with your death work just for a few moments, you would be amazed at all of the ideas and opportunities that come to you. So come sitting in a comfortable position. You can rest your hands on your lap or on your heart. There will be pauses in what I'm saying, but I'm still here, just giving you time to settle in. And you might want to close your eyes. And maybe there's a place in your body where you can soften a little bit. Your, your shoulders, your lower back, your face. And just begin to notice your breathing. Notice how it is expanding your belly and your back. Maybe notice how it comes through the nose and this through line down through the center of the body. And then how it exhales and goes back out through the nose. Just notice your breathing. You don't have to change it. We don't have to be pain-free. We don't have to be in a perfect posture. Death worker, your work is so beautiful. Thank you so much for doing it. You deserve this few moments. Just stay right here. Noticing the breathing and softening the body. And as you're noticing your breathing, see if you can bring your awareness into your center point. Find your center point. Maybe your breathing and your center point have a parallel step to them, or maybe they move in and out of each other. And 
Maybe they're separate, but just focusing on both, the breathing and the center point. There's other sounds around you. Just let them be around you. Other thoughts going through you. Just let them go through you. Maybe little pains in your body. Just let them be. Just for a few moments, we're focusing on our breathing and our center point. As you're in this place, this awareness, and see if you can, just for a few moments, not forever, but just for a few moments, see if you can let go of the future plans the outcomes of your death work. See if you can just let go and get into expansion with this very, very moment. Let go of all of the outcomes that you're hoping for with your death work. Can you do that? Let go of the path that's gotten you to this point. Just for a moment, let go of the past in your death work. It's letting go of future outcomes and letting go of the past behind us and just coming right into this beautiful, perfect moment with your death work. It's right here. It wants you as much as you want it. Stay right here, almost as if you're holding your death work's hand and just being present in this very, very moment 
with your death work. Just feel how vast that feels. Feel how expansive, how wide, how open that feels. That's the true vibration of your work. And it's with you all day, every day. You're enthusiastic about your death work. because it's absolutely needed and you know it. Trust your death work. It wants to bring you so many ideas and it wants to bring you so many people that need your help, your education, your support, your healing. It can't get through all of those limiting beliefs. So when you need to, Find this, find this center place with your death work. Sit down and hold its hand. Be present with it. And take a deep breath. Mm, open your eyes. I really do hope that there's something that you found inspiring today. I'm absolutely selfish. <laughs> I love being an inspiration. So thank you for listening. And... I believe that this way of death work works. If you practice this meditation or you have found some inspiration in this podcast today, will you do me a favor and share it with another death worker? Or will you practice this meditation and let me know how it goes for you and how it inspires your death work? challenges you. You let me know. I would love the feedback. I appreciate you so much. Thank you again for listening. Bless you so much. Bless your journey and bless us all.